Today is May 17, 2020, the sixth Sunday of Easter. Let us place ourselves in silence and recognize the presence of God in this holy hour of prayer. Good day, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and Mother Mary. 
We thank you for this beautiful day, this beautiful life that you have let us experience. Thank you for this moment where we can come again into your presence to allow you to touch us, heal us, and transform us from our brokenness, from anxiety, from fear, and confusions in this tough time of our history. In this time of prayer, we ask you, Lord, that your Spirit may come down upon us to lead us and teach us your way of love and follow your commandments hidden in this word that we will listen today, that this may become flesh in our life as we walk, as we extend our hands, and as we speak. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always. The Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot accept, because it neither sees nor knows him, but you know him, because he remains with you, and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me, because I live and you will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me, and whoever loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. Hello everyone. How are you all this time? So this is me, Kit, from Dubai. I'll be sharing with you today my reflection for today's Gospel reading. So, How are you doing in this super extended quarantine? So I think this is becoming the new normal now, social distancing and staying at home, right? But still we give thanks to God for the gift of a new day, good health, the gift of life, and the gift of His presence in us. Allow me to begin these guidelines with the image of Jesus as the true healer, a friend and teacher. So I remember one scene at the ER, while I was still an intern, one late chaotic afternoon, two patients arrived. One was in critical condition due to assault. The other one was bleeding because of deep cuts or laceration in his upper extremities, now the arms, forearms, and even his hands. I was an intern in surgery during that time and was assigned to take care of the second patient, to suture his wounds and stop the bleeding, while the resident surgeon on duty has to attend the critical patient, the first patient. So I was profusely sweating and focused to suture fast the patient I was attending since he had multiple wounds. Then a nurse told me in a whisper, The one you're attending now, Doc, is the criminal. He is the one who put that other patient in horrific condition. He hacked his head severely with an axe. Well, for me, that's really brutal. And of course, I was mortified. But then, 
What she said did not make me treat that person any less because it is my duty and responsibility to treat him indiscriminately, like how I treated other patients, regardless of what he has done or what caused the wounds there. And it is human nature to save life. When you see blood dripping, your impulse will lead you to stop the bleeding. All the neurons in your body are stimulated to help the patient immediately with prompt. It is human nature to save life, treat, and take care of life when another human being is in danger. And I believe we inherit this nature from God, no? And in my prayer, I realized that I experienced the same way of love from Jesus himself. There are times that I come to him with wounds that have I have obtained from my sin, or from an adventure, or from the times that I got lost. It may not be a physical wound, but deep emotional wounds, no? And when, when we come to him, he will not deny us the treatment that we need. He will not deny us his mercy that will stop the wound from extending further. His mercy that will make us whole again and remove our sufferings. He will not deny us for the care that we need, the love that we need, because his nature is love. And he continued to restore our life with newness, new hope, new opportunities and chances. And he continued to build and rebuild the friendship that he wanted to establish to us. I'm sure you have your own experience or chapter in your life where you have encountered the great unconditional of love of Jesus that made you whole again and led you to where you are now. His love sweeps away the thick layers of dust that covers the precious heart that we have. This heart that has the ability to love like Him, that has the capacity to do great things. He does not want to see us remain dormant. He wants to see us alive and fruitful, full of life. He wants to see us using our heart to love. In John 15:12, He said, Love one another as I love you. Wow. So do we look at that as an unreachable expectation from Jesus? Or do we embrace it as a reality? He tells us this beautiful commandment because He knows that we can love this way. He will not give us this commandment if we are not capable of doing this. But He gave us this commandment because He knows that we have the same capacity that He has to love one another as He loves us. Not in any kind of love that the world defines, because the world has a lot of crazy definitions of love, right? And one famous line uh, that we always hear is, love is blind, and love is balagsaging, basta loving. <laughs> and that for those of you who do not understand, it means even if we eat bananas only in the morning, lunch, or dinner, it doesn't matter as long as we're together. So yeah, those crazy definitions of love. So, but we are called to love the way Jesus defines love, the way he loves. His love is our point of reference, no? Jesus has this confidence that we can do great things and can love like him because he knows our heart and its capacity. He also knows its limitations, but he defied that by giving us his words that's full of light and encouragement during prayer and then making us see the examples he has set when he was still living in this world. Love is sometimes a piece of cake, especially if it only requires a little of yourself. But when our capacity to love is being challenged by difficulties, 
we stop and ask ourselves, am I capable of giving myself more, Lord, to forgive over and over, to understand and give more patience again and again? Am I capable of loving this person that is difficult to love? This person that sometimes fail me and hurt me? Or this person that has betrayed me? Or this person who is unkind? No? Or this person who oftentimes take my efforts for granted? Am I capable of loving when I am in this situation? If we rely on our own limited way of loving and understanding, we cannot. But if we draw love from Him, yes, we can, with a bold letter, C-A-N. And in the reading that we take today, John 14, 15-21, Jesus is confident that we can love like Him because He has given us an advocate, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth. And if we allow Him to work in us without resistance, we are able to tirelessly love and discover a potential to love greater than we ever imagined. The Holy Spirit will truly elevate us to an experience that we never thought we are capable of reaching and doing. And I'm sure you have experienced His presence in different situations in your life. Because like what Jesus said in the passage, we are familiar with the Holy Spirit. You know Him because He remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. In a little while, the world will no longer see me. But you will see me, because I live, you also will live. In my prayer, some people crossed my mind, people that I see regularly in the church when I attend the Mass or when I go to the Adoration Chapel. And there's this particular elderly woman who's every day in a church. You will see her sitting in the front row, leading the rosary before the Mass begins. And she's very devoted. And also another woman who I always see roaming around during the Mass, you know, making rounds and ensuring that everyone is seated or provided a seat. And at the end of the Mass, she'll stand at the end of the doorway and will greet you warmly or give you her smile, shaking your hand. You know? I remember when I went to the little store or display that they have downstairs, you know, she'll also attend to that little store when you want to buy something from there. And one day, told her that I want to purchase a book of the Catechism. And she took the book, handed it to me, and I handed her my card. And then she said, oh, no, sister, we only accept cash. But I was short of cash at that time, but she still insisted I'd take the book and just pay it later because what is important is I read that book. I was touched, you know, they are regular church goers who are joyfully volunteering in the church. And they crossed my mind during this time. How are they? The church has been closed for two months now. People visit the church and go there regularly because they feel the presence of God most in this holy place. They feel very connected to Him in a church like we all feel, right? And this is also the place where people recharge their energy or faith. But look at the church now. It's closed because of this pandemic. Without the people, this place is empty. And this has saddened us all, no? This has saddened and impacted the ones who devote most of their time serving in the church. Perhaps some people feel also empty, that God is far, that the Lord is taking a rest. But Jesus said He will not leave us orphaned. Our very life is a dwelling place of God, or Jesus, and of the Holy Spirit. We are called to recognize them in our life wherever we go, whatever the situation may be. And our joy should come from knowing that we are not alone, 
and that they are present in our poor life. We have with us the Holy Spirit who will guide us, who will draw us to the very heart of God, who will sustain us with good fruits, no? love, peace, joy, happiness, goodness, kindness. No? This pandemic has caused so much chaos in our lives. And as a GP or doctor, I get to encounter people who are really disturbed by the threat of this COVID-19. I have a patient who have, have not slept for three days because she keeps thinking, what if she gets infected? Patients who come to the clinic because they just want to hear you say, you're fine, you don't have corona. People who just want you to listen to their lungs and assure them that your lungs are clear. And look, your oxygen saturation is 100%. And you can see the feeling of relief in their faces now. Imagine their anxiety. So these are just few of the scenes happening daily in the clinic. And you also get to hear their struggles in this time of crisis now. How they have lost their job, starting to feel depressed, how they have no more money to even buy the food they wanted to eat, how they feel helpless because they want to go home but the airport is still closed, how they worry for their loved ones back home. And it's not affecting the patients only, but also the frontliners because we too are fragile. We are not immune to this virus and our exposure to sick patients is very long and the load of virus in the place where we're working is very high. So we can also relate because I myself have the same, you know, I also suffer from some anxiety sometimes. Now I come to other doctors asking them to auscultate my lungs because I feel like I'm about to have cough and I think I'm having shortness of breath. I think it's more of anxiety. So fear is our daily companion as we go to work each day. But as a disciple, you dialogue with Jesus now. Lord, what are you going to do if you are physically here? I can see Jesus having compassion for the people. His life on earth was also active in doing miracles like healing the sick. And we all know what he has done to Lazarus. And I draw courage from him, receiving his words every day. It slowly removed the fear that's consuming me and it's, it always gives me strength to go out from that fear and let my life show his presence to the people. To truly reach out to people and check on them and treat them with compassion, to be courageous and to deliver this message through our life to others that God is with us, that God is not far, that he uses the hands of others to help, uses the mouth of others to speak his words of hope and courage uses the feet of others to stand and reach out to the sick. We are his dwelling place. We are his disciples. We are his friends that he could count on during this time. And we are asked to keep his commandment and show others how to do it. Love one another as I love you, as I lay my life to you. No. Really, the presence of the Holy Spirit gives me new eyes to see. I remember one moment when the nurse who assisted me looks very disturbed and worried. She, she told me, Doc, am I going to die? I'm very young. My family is in India. I want to go home. I used to just say, no, of course not. You're not going to die. You're still young. But that time, the Holy Spirit gave me the courage to approach her differently. I asked her, are you Catholic or Christian? And she said, no, I'm not. And I said, but before we start working, can we pray together? We only have one God, no? And she told me, It's okay, I have many gods, Doc, and I also pray to Jesus. Jesus is one of my gods. 
So, and so we prayed together, allowing the Holy Spirit to provide words that can ease our fear or tension. And after that, we have a deep sense of peace the whole day. And the next day, a different nurse assisted me, who is a Christian, and I asked her to read a passage in the Bible. That too gave us a sense of peace while working during that, that day. And later on, other doctor learned that this is what we do before we start working. And she then sent a message in our WhatsApp group in the clinic, encouraging others to pray also before we begin our day because it will create a difference in our atmosphere and among us. This is how we bring the church to the people. God is not far, not sleeping. He is very near to each and every one of us. He is in our midst and very much involved in our situation. We just need the Holy Spirit to lead our life. And I remember one patient who shared with me his situation. Now how they are running out of food in the house. I was too focused in his medical condition that the other concerns that he shared sounds like a blur. But later on, I remember what he said while I was on the way home. And I said to myself, Well, isn't it too personal to send him a message and ask him how are you and the people living with you? And later on I said, No, never mind, my plate is full. Let others take care of that concern. But then it still bothered me, no? And so I prayed to the Holy Spirit to teach me what to do. And he led me to the words of Jesus when the Lord said, You yourself give them something to eat. So I searched for his number, the mobile number in our system, in the clinic, sent him a message of Kamusta. I asked him for his home address and delivered him some groceries. And after doing that, I was satisfied because I know that I have given him something to sustain him for a week or two and share it with his flatmate. But the Holy Spirit gave me a different light while praying and provided me words to say in my prayer when I thank God. I can just say to Jesus, no, thank you, Lord, for providing him something, some, some material things, but the Holy Spirit led me to a deeper prayer. Thank you, Lord, for giving that person hope and faith that he is not alone in this crisis, that you are listening to his cries and making a way for his worries. And truly, the Spirit makes you experience and see the real fruit that you have to taste from the act of loving and kindness that you have shown to others. Again, we are the presence of Christ in this world. Wherever we are at home or work, let us allow the Holy Spirit to do great things in our life in order for people to experience Jesus in this time. In this time when the faith of many are shaken or tested, when people's faith are crawling to find God's presence in this time of pandemic, go give encouraging words to others. Technology has made it easy and convenient for us to send loving words to others. It may be as simple as, how are you? But it would mean so much for others right now who feel alone or lonely. Or as simple as, you are in my prayer. You know, as a frontliner, receiving a simple thank you from a patient gave me courage to keep going, you know. Simple words can create a difference to people who are struggling right now. Even if the church is still closed, we will bring Christ to the people around us. So let us be conscious of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life so we can continue to keep the commandment Jesus has given us. We can enter into a loving dialogue with the Holy Spirit. We know Him because He lives in us.
Here are some questions for our reflections and prayer time. What does it mean for you to love Jesus day by day? What is His call for you to follow the way of love? How can you manifest the life of the Holy Trinity in your own life? Who are the people God is inviting you to allow them to see His life in your actions?
thank you so much, Lord, for this another wonderful moment of listening to your word to truly mold us into the persons that you have called us to be. May this time of prayer create, refresh, build another foundation of faith so that as we walk, your life will manifest through us so that many people will be able to see you and will be inspired by the Holy Spirit so that they too will become your new dwellings. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Who are you, you who holds out your hand to me? Who are you, you who knows what is best for me? Who are you, you who loves me so patiently? And the colors of my heart are in your eyes. Ooh. 